Hey everyone, welcome back, and I hope everyone is enjoying whatever time of day this may be for you. Today I'm catching up with the beautiful New York-based Bianca Valle. Bianca wears many hats. She's a painter, model, of course, holistic nutritionist. She does it all. And on this episode, we get into how and why Bianca got her start in nutrition, both of our views and the importance of inclusivity in the wellness community. And of course, with that, we get into her zine and nutrition hotline, which is a super cool useful and accessible service that she offers at the very end of the episode we've attached the number for you guys to utilize so do that and just a reminder that sound may be a little trash of course this was recorded remotely and we're still working on perfecting that so as always i'm going to thank you for bearing with us on our journey through figuring this out but anyways we're going to get to the episode and i hope you guys enjoy Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, baby. I know you've been in such a rush, but it's okay. We're here now. And how's your day going so far? It's going super, super, super well. It's a little gloomy. Same here. But are you in New York? No, I'm in Toronto. If I was in New York, we'd be together right now. That's actually true. I'm kind of funny. (laughs) Okay. So, um, how do we get into this? So, I mean, let's just start this way. Let's introduce yourself and then we're going to get into all the jobs you had before you got into wellness. So Bianca, I'm going to let you take it from here. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Well, as you know, my name is Bianca Valle. I'm 24 years old. Um, I grew up in San Diego, California, eating the most beautiful produce of all time. And then I went to NYU for college and I studied film and TV and I minored in art history. Then after graduation, um, I got a job at Milk Studios. I was doing social media for them. While I was in college, I had a plethora of internships between Jill Stewart and Nylon Magazine Milk Makeup, Refinery29. Yeah. I was honestly like looking online. I was like, this girl is like the intern queen. Yeah. And I truly believe like when people come to me and they ask me for advice on how to follow, follow their dreams. I tell them interning is the key. Um, Faster you can get into something, the faster you will know if that's your passion or not. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people also like, especially moving to New York City, of course, some people do have the mindset like, okay, we're going to work, we're going to hustle. But also if you're just starting college, like how old were we? Like 17, 18, like you still want to like party and go wild with your friends and explore the city. But um, it's great that you also managed to kind of have that work ethic instilled in you. Yeah, I guess. uh, Well, thank you. (laughs) To be quite honest with you, I always have just had this idea of New York being kind of like the ultimate playground. And when I moved here, I thought I can't waste a second not taking advantage of everything the city has to offer. Mm -hmm. So when I was interning and doing all of these things, um, I realized more and more that even though fashion and content uh, were my passions, I also really, really, really have a deep rooted love and fascination with food. Um, so this was always, this was always something that I had in my life. 
Um, but after I graduated and I went to milk and then after that I was poached, if you will, and I was asked to become the beauty editor at Nylon, um, I just kind of kept realizing that wellness and especially while I was at Nylon Magazine kind of like lit me up when, when we would get like supplements in or probiotics in, when I would go get facials, when I would go to exercise classes, because I was, you know, reviewing all of these things for the, for the magazine, Mm -hmm. um, my heart just would jump and I wouldn't feel like I was working. I would, I remember I would call my mom and say, mom, I feel like I'm really, truly not working. Like this is the most amazing, incredible job ever where I wake up and I learn about these things and I learn how to, you know, have beautiful glowing skin. And while I was doing that, I learned that even more so, uh, food played a huge role in, in skin. So then the, the magazine folded and I was left, uh, without a job. I was laid off with, uh, my whole print team Mm -hmm. and I kind of hit like anyone would the really low spot. And I thought, wow, I just lost my dream job, landed on my ass. What do I do now? Yeah. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Yeah. And, you know, growing up, I was always the biggest fan of Nylon Magazine. So when I truly sat down at my desk the first day, I was like, here we go. I'm ready to be here for the rest of my life. Wow. Um, and then that was taken from me and I learned so many lessons. I just learned that life is, has no guarantees. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that uh, before, before, you know, something so precious was taken from me from one day to the next. Yeah. But I also, I think it's everything always happens for a reason. Like I'm such a firm believer of that saying. So I feel like when people do get laid off, um, it's that moment that, you know, you end up doing what you're meant to be doing. Right. And I didn't know that that's That's happening. (laughs) Right. Right. And I didn't know that that's what was happening, but thankfully I just listened to my inner bell and I kind of pushed myself to follow my dreams. And my claim to fame is kind of this sentence where I say that I, which is truly what happened. I sat down and I made a list mm-hmm. and I wrote down everything I was passionate about. The top five things that like made my, my heart race, that made me smile, that, made, that brought me joy. And at the top of that food was, uh, excuse me, at top of that, on top of that list was the word food. And, but not just food as in like hot dogs and pizza and ice cream. It was healthy food. Yeah. Truly was obsessed with how beautiful the feeling and the satisfaction was of eating a deliciously healthy, nourishing, nutritious meal. Mm -hmm. Healing foods too, right? Yeah. 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 Just any, any and all uh, natural, whole, real food. Yeah. So during my kind of time of exploration, I would kind of put it out there. I really believe in speaking things into existing existence and manifesting. So I would tell everyone that would ask me, so how's it going? Like, do you know where you're going to end up next? Like, what's your plan because of nylon, blah, 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 like all these things. And I thought, you know what? I, I really want to be in food. I really love food. I really love healthy eating. And I really believe in the power of nourishing yourself through healthy food. And I had a friend who told me, she said, you know what, you should, you should study nutrition and you should become a nutritionist. And I was like, holy moly, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so I put myself in school and uh, on that journey, which is about to be 
nine months this June. So almost, you're almost done, no? Yeah, I have two months left until graduation. Oh my gosh. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Okay, like just like a pause. Don't want to interrupt. Do you see yourself kind of like working at a practice as a nutritionist or are you kind of going to be doing like a freelance thing? To be honest with you, currently in this chapter of my life, oh my goodness, did that come? Okay, it's okay. I'm meeting my. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do I have to silence my text? No. Okay, great. (laughs) I'm meeting a friend for coffee in a little bit. Anyway, um, so where was I? What was I saying? Uh, what you want to do with your nutritionist like degree. Right. So right now my plan is to remain freelance just because I did not only have the word food on my list of passions. Mm -hmm. Um, I also paint and I also love illustrating. Um, I love speaking. I love learning about how to be a more empowered uh, person. And I also really truly believe in community and I'm trying to push for sustainability in my community and push for mindfulness in my community and for self-expression in my community. Um, and I think putting myself in a practice right now would not yield uh, the opportunity to be able to pursue all of my passions. However, that's not to say that in, you know, eight years, you can come to Bianca's wellness oasis and learn about how to take care of yourself. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, And that's when the term wellness advocate comes in, because I know you refer to yourself as that. I do. And I, I, I think that, you know, nutrition is a major part of wellness, but it's also so multifaceted. It's about stress. It's about who you surround yourself with, what you do. It's about your space. It's about self-expression. It's about what you say, what you, uh, where you shop, where you don't shop, where you go, what you do. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's so all encompassing. And I feel that I try and advocate and show my community and inspire my community um, the way that I have chosen to live. And if they vibe with that, um, maybe they adopt it too. And I feel like I'm very lucky and I have attracted a lot of beautiful things in my life. And it's because I wake up every morning and try and lead with kindness and with love and with positivity. And, you know, this thing is truly a science. It's like we are made up of atoms and atoms carry a frequency and a vibration and an energy. And when you vibrate at a certain level, then you attract that same sort of vibration, you know? I didn't agree with you more. Um, I also believe like waking up and setting your tone for the day, like it's your choice, right? So you choose what type of energy that you want to put into this world. So whether it be positive or negative. So I always tell people, just try to wake up happy as best as you can. (laughs) Right. Which, you know, sometimes you don't, and that's also okay. Yeah. Um, I think I read this thing from a wonderful gal that I follow on Instagram and she said, everyone is like constantly preaching about love and light and smiles and positivity, which is so true. But we also naturally have sadness because we can't experience all the happiness without sadness. Without knowing sadness. Yeah. Right. And so it's a matter of learning how to coexist 
with your sadness and manage it in a way where you can hopefully experience more joy rather than sadness. But it's not to say, ooh, another text. <laughs> um, but it's not to say that um, you can't push this sadness away. You know, it's a matter of learning, learning your sadness and knowing that your sadness doesn't own you. Your, your, your thoughts, those sad thoughts don't own you and they don't dictate the rest of your day. So it's a matter of recognizing me like, okay, I feel a little sad and maybe I'm a little sad about this, this, and this, but I really truly believe in being uh, solution oriented. And if you find a solution, which many, many, many things in life have a solution, then you can start your day off on the foot that you want. So yes, it's a choice. It's just a matter of how you get to that choice. It could be a little easier by not having to, you know, shame yourself for your, for your sadness. Cause we're all sad. You know, there's a lot of crap happening in the world and the world is a wild, crazy place, but at the same time, it's full of magic. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. But going back to, you felt like this desire and passion to kind of go into wellness and like food and being healthy. Did this like, did, was this something that your family instilled with you in a young age? Because I know for myself, like my mom was always instilling of like very natural, like we were like a naturalist family basically growing up. And I just thought like we were weird and like, it was like the most bizarre thing ever. And then obviously as I've like grown into it, I think now it's something that like, I'm super passionate about, but like as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I want real toothpaste or like I want real deodorant. Um, was it something that you kind of had growing up around you? You know, this is a funny question because I was actually just on the phone with my mom yesterday talking about this. Um, because I come from a Hispanic household and there's this beautiful, uh, paradox in my mind. And I feel like I can talk about this because it's my culture. We truly believe in the power of food to heal and to bring people together. I mean, you go to Mexico city and there's the absolute, there's just the most beautiful fruit everywhere. And there's juices and you can get corn on the street and you can get sweet potatoes on the street. And there is this, uh, natural, uh, like air, to our culture and chia seeds are really prominent and amaranth is really prominent and aloe vera is incredibly prominent and ginger is very prominent. But at the same time, we also love, you know, lard and sweet breads and these types of things, like any culture, there's like the health factor and then there's like the treats, you know? Um, So growing up, I feel like my family definitely had a balance of the treating ourselves, but also being really healthy. But me being extreme and a Taurus and wanting the best of the best of the best. Oh, your birthday's coming up. It actually just happened. It was oh, April. Happy belated. I actually emailed you saying happy belated. And I'm oh just, my gosh, I hope it was an and I responded, but your girl <laughs> gets them emails, man. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what day it is either. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It was so beautiful. It was April 21st. And this year is the first year that I actually realized that I am truly, 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 incredibly scientifically, it's a science, half Aries and half Taurus. Oh, shut up. How and do you like, feel about that? I'm thrown for a, it threw me for a loop, baby. It's wow. quite something. But 
I see it. I, I see the Aries in me and I see the Taurus in me. And honestly, I think I wouldn't want it any other way. It's just now I have to read like eight horoscopes and like... Oh, it's fucking exhausting. Yeah, it's pretty tiring. Like <laughs> I like woke up the other day at 6 a.m. and I was like, damn it, I have to read two. Like I have this question. Now I have to like look at the Aries side and look at the Taurus side and then like use my judgment. And it's, oh, it's complex, but it's beautiful. Anyway, so long story short, my family was very healthy, um, but also very uh, celebratory, if you will, just given our culture. So when I moved to New York, actually, was when I was introduced to the whole world of uh, wellness, like decide, like personalized wellness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in your home, you eat what mom makes you, you, you know, you don't want to be a, a burden and ask her to make, you know, you a separate dish. So I would like have my, towards the end of high school, I would kind of have my own food just because I was starting to get into this whole wellness thing and like Tumblr was a thing and everyone was posting, you know, the really yeah. beautiful acai bowls and stuff. So I was like, that's wellness. An acai bowl is wellness. It so was, it's rich wellness. <laughs> right. So, but at the same time, um, I actually, I, I believe that there's a, a misconception about rich wellness, but we can touch, touch, touch on that later. But I would make my own acai bowls, which, you know, it's, you buy the acai, pa- the acai packet. The frozen ones, yeah. Right. And then you make it for yourself. And I was like, I am healthy. You know, <laughs> I have like an acai bowl for dinner and for lunch, but I didn't know. Now I know that that's, you know, it wasn't helping me. On, on the contrary, uh, nutrition is a lot more than eating fruit and vegetables. It's the temperature, the timing, the seasons, the quantities, the combining, um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's not that complex. It's just we've walked so far away from our intuitive roots of how to eat food that when people turn around and look back at the food world, they're like, eh, it's too complicated. I'm just going to have you know a smoothie for breakfast, which is fine. But if you talk on the phone with me, I'm going to tell you that that smoothie is killing your, digest, your digestive fire, your digestive energy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I kind of, when I moved to New York is when I realized... No, now I'm busy. Here you go. <laughs> I declined, don't worry. Go on. <laughs> um, See, this is real time, people. We get calls and messages just like everyone else. Right, and like we're busy people. And this is what, you know, pro- being project-based is like. It's just a constant... A constant thing, but we're doing what we love, and that's why it's so rewarding. And we just wear eighty thousand hats at once. It's uh-huh. all- <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, I think New York was just. I came just at the beginning of, you know, the 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 wellness craze, and I really truly hope that it's one that's here to stay and not necessarily a craze, but um, more of a a shift in our in our history. I, I believe that too, only because if this is our generation now and like we start having kids, like we're only going to instill this in our kids' behavior, you know? I feel like it's just going to continue to evolve. Hopefully, I mean, I, I would love to see what we can come up with next in terms of wellness, but I think it's something that's definitely going to be passed on and I think it's going to stay. I, I hope so. I yeah. really hope so. And I, I, I really think it, it will, you know, I have no doubts. And, you know, when people say, 
oh, like it's just a, uh, you know, are you like the crazy wellness trend? I just smile in my heart and I wish for them, you know, to wake up one day and realize, oh, this is actually our future, our reality. It's not a craze. It's, it's until something happens, like as sad as this is to even say, but it's until someone has that like breakthrough aha moment, like maybe I shouldn't be fucking around. And then they start healing themselves to through, through like proper nutrition or whatever it is, like even working out. I think that's when you turn the non-believers into believers. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, it's so funny. I'm still trying to navigate, uh, this whole, um, conversion, like the converting of people. For example, I was on set yesterday and it was very, there was very healthy food. There was nuts and fruits and vegetables. And I was eating all these things and there was some cheese and someone asked me, they said, Bianca, are you going to eat this cheese? And I said, no, I don't believe in, um, modern dairy being good for us unless we get it straight from the source, straight from the farm. And if it's raw and not treated and there's nothing added to it and it's not tampered with or tampered, uh, tampered with, uh, tampered by humans. Oh my gosh. I'm like forgetting my own words. (laughs) It's touched by humans and it's, it just like becomes a science experiment at one point. I, why would I want to put someone's science experiment into my body? I'd rather put nature's gifts into my body into the good. Yeah. Like all the right. great. Yeah. And, and then someone on set was like, Bianca, are you on this crazy diet? And I almost fainted. Yeah. I almost fainted. Okay. I was like, and my, I like took a deep breath and I was like, no, this is my lifestyle. I believe in eating whole and natural and not eating processed food. No, I agree. It was like, whoa. She yeah. was like, it, it hit her. She was like, oh shit. I am brainwashed to think that, you know, all these processed foods are okay. Yeah. And so we, it'll come, it'll come. I'm trying, we're trying with kindness and love and gentleness. Yeah. And also I think the term lifestyle as opposed to diet, even though it's literally not a diet, it's a lifestyle. I did like a question answer thing on Instagram um, this week. And someone asked me like, how often do you have cheat meals? Like I'm always craving bad food, junk food. And I was like, I don't have a cheat meal because I don't believe in cheat meals because I'm not on a diet and this is a lifestyle. And because this is a lifestyle choice, naturally my body just kind of gravitates towards, you know, healthier foods that make me feel good. And like, I'll straight up say like, I love pasta and I love fried chicken, but all in moderation because I know how that's going to make me feel after. And I know the damage that it could have on my body after, you know, if I'm going to be ingesting it every single goddamn day. And I got so many people responding to me, like, thank you for that response. Like it is so important to kind of like not even have that type of relationship with food that calling it like, you know, that you need a cheat day of some sort, but just knowing that, um, you know, everything needs to kind of be a lifestyle choice. That's just to better you. If that makes sense. Yeah. A hundred percent. And what I hope, um, as a, health coach and a holistic health practitioner is to help people open their eyes to the using language that's more sustainable. Like, like you were saying of um, explaining to people how once you realize the healing properties, the healing effects, the healing quality that good, healthy, natural, whole foods give to you, 
Mm-hmm. You won't want to turn back to these processed, engineered science experiments that people have created to make money. Yeah. It's just one, it's a slow, it's a slow process. It's definitely taken me, you know, five plus years to figure this out. But once you do it, yeah, it's a lifestyle. And then once you see the effects that it has on your body, positive wise, right? Like, you know, you're like, okay, this is like, I get it now. Like I understand. Um, Okay. Something I really want to get into because it's what I'm really passionate about and you are as well. It's wellness and accessibility. Um, I feel like even now there's still this like stigma attached to wellness that like, it's not really accessible. Um, a lot of people don't feel welcome in the space. So two things that you've done is you've done the nutrition hotline, which I think is genius. And I want to know how you even came up with that idea. Um, and two is your zine that you're currently working on as well. Um, so if we start with the nutrition hotline, um, for those of you who don't know what it is, Bianca, do you want to kind of get into it? Sure. So, um, when I was going through my food journey, I felt like it was a very impersonal uh, journey. I was constantly researching on the internet and reading books and you know, turning to people that I didn't trust per se. And it's hard to form trust when you, you know, don't see their face, when you don't know about their life. And um, so I had to self-educate myself. Uh, is that redundant? I had to self-educate. And so I collected all this information and in the middle of schooling, I thought to myself one day in class, I know all of this. I know so much. And I did, I spent so much time educating myself that I should share this with people because maybe they didn't have, they don't have the patience or the, the passion that I did to learn about this stuff. So I should be that mentor, that guider, that 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 guide um, to people going through food food journeys because it's not easy when you're alone and you're using simply the internet. And what a lot what I kind of what led me to the hotline was I was getting many 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 DMs when I was kind of sharing that I had enrolled into a nutrition program, and people were asking, "So what should I eat? What should I do? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? My gut supplements, this that this that keto whatever." Mm-hmm. And I thought this, if I truly sit down and respond to all of these DMs, all of these direct messages on Instagram, uh, I won't be able to, I can't do anything else. It'll take me days, you know? And what a lot of people said was, Bianca, I really trust you because I've been following you for a while. I see how you live. I see how, you know, what you do. I like how you think. I like the way that you speak. I like your captions. I like your ethos. So I, I will trust you with with my you know decision to stay with grains or not my decision to stay with gluten or not etc you know mm-hmm. so i thought okay let me get a really cheap old pink iphone that you know was you know it would have been really cool if you did like a motorola razor or something i know but i also like i need iMessage to speak internationally that's true so yeah. i had to get an iphone um, so I got an iPhone, opened up a, a number and just started giving it out. I started giving it out to people and said, text me, we'll set up a time to talk and I don't ask for anything, but your assurance that I helped you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is donation based. I say if you feel inclined, you can donate X amount of money to to the hotline to you know because I still have to pay the bill for it and it's still my time and it, it, I take you know quite a bit of time <laughs> answering these phone calls. But for how me, how long do you give people? Because I know like when, when you typically go to like a health practitioner, you're spending like, you got, you got to tell them your background, right? Like just one, ant, like one question is not black and white. Like you need to know a little bit more about the person, like their past, they've had issues with their hormones and stuff like that. Like how long do you give everyone? So I realized that I started off with giving everybody 30 minutes. Okay. And the people that are calling are young. They're students. They're in school. They call me when they're on the train. They call me when they're driving to work. They call me, you know, when they're going from A to B. And people don't have this mentality anymore of, um, thir- I don't want to say thoroughness, but I feel like they don't they don't feel the need to tell me, you know, about the past five years. And if they do, they kind of, you know, we're a our generation has learned to be brief, if that makes sense. Like we text in three words, you know? <laughs> so when, when, I, when I would give people 30 minutes, I would end up being 20 minutes in and they're like, okay, well, you helped me. Thank you for answering my questions. I feel great, but that's it. I don't have anything else to say. And then I'd be like, are you sure? And they're yeah. like, yeah. And then I'm like, but are you sure? We have 10 minutes. And they're like, yeah, I got to go now. And I'm like, okay, bye. So you're the one that's like, wait, stay for more. And they're like, okay, lady, I don't have any more time for this. Literally, literally, which, which, you know, I understand. And we're all so different as humans. And and I think our generation is just becoming more bite-sized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they want, we want digestible things, no pun intended. So it's like, they just want a straight answer. They're like, which I tell them it's not so black and white and every single body is different, but I also have narrowed my philosophies down to, to digestible bits where you can decide rather quickly if, if you want to, you know, move forward with something. Yeah. Do you think you're going to continue this? I I think I am. So right now I'm doing it once a week and I say on my stories, I say, Hey guys, next call day is for example, my next call day is May 7th. And then I have another one May 14th. So then people DM me, I send them the number, they text me, we set up a time, we talk for 20 minutes and then if they want, they can call me back the next hotline day or not. Oh, do you like follow-up customers? I do. I have... Wow. Actually, do you call them patients or like, what, what do you refer to them as? You know, I'm still working on it because <laughs> all of it sounds wrong because we're all humans. Um, but I, for now, I'm saying clients because I, I don't know. My friends? People? Okay. I like friends. Yeah, me too. Especially because, you know, like I'm speaking to people my age or younger or with mothers or with, you know, I have spoken to so many different types of people. And even though I am quote unquote, an authority in in wellness, I'm also a human, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that's really important also that may be a little scary in this kind of like exclusivity topic of wellness is that, you know, when we, for example, if I follow on Instagram, like a, a fit fluencer, like someone who's like constantly working out. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so intimidating. Like she's constantly in a sports bra, like, Whoa, uh, Whoa, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't, that's not, that's not what I want because which is fine. If someone is like constantly working out and lives in a sports bra, amazing. And like 
show your abs, like do your thing. Like you go girl, you go guy. But I, you know, I have pimples and I don't stand up straight and I'm like still trying to learn how to make the perfect rice. Like I still open the lid, you know? I I don't know how to make rice. (laughs) I'll teach you, but it's not, you know, I'm not the best, but we're trying our best. (laughs) Trying our best. No, a hundred percent. So like how long, I'm like so fascinated by this because how long do you do this for per day? Like when you open up the hotline for the day, how many people do you typically speak to in a day? So it's not kind of like a free-for-all. So for example, it's like a rolling basis. People will text me and be like, hey, I would love to call you. And I say, okay, next call day is May 14th. I have 1 p.m. open. And they say, okay, speak then. So then I, I have a calendar of, okay, at 1 p.m. I'm calling Katie. Katie. At okay. 1.20, I'm calling Bob. At 1.40, I'm calling Susan. You know? Yeah. Um, so in a day, I, I start usually around 11. Mm-hmm. Because I like collecting myself in the morning before I give energy because I want to be there for these people, for my friends. Mm -hmm. So I go to the gym, I meditate, I have my matcha, I take my shower and then I sit down and I take a deep breath and then I go into it. And I do kind of back-to-back calls from 11 until 5. So I end up doing around mm, maybe like 12, 13, 14 calls a day. Fuck, man. That's a lot of energy. It is, but it also fuels me. It's so fueling because I really believe in karmic circles and I receive so, so, so much that this is the least I can do. A hundred percent. Do you have to meditate after or like you're energized and good to go? Between you and I, and I guess the whole world, because everyone will hear this, (laughs) right after... I go sauna for an hour in silence and just like let myself think about puppies and ice cream, not ice cream, but nice cream, banana ice cream and just like rainbows and butterflies and just like zone out for an hour and kind of recharge. And also I'm really into like affirming myself. So I'll sit in the sauna and just say, thank you. And like, thank you to me. Like, thank you for doing that, Bianca. Thank you for doing that for yourself, for putting yourself in this. For showing up today, you know? Exactly. And I tell myself, I'm proud of you, Bianca. I'm proud of you, Bianca. And, And to give myself energy to, you know, keep doing it. And at the end of the day, it's, it's really funny in, in Chinese medicine, we have this, um, word called qi, these two words, qi and jing. And these words kind of mean like, the essence, the spirit, the energy one has in their, in their heart, like in their tummy, in their soul, in their kidneys, in their heart, in their mind. And you're born with this. You're born with this uh, flame. And to be quite honest with you, I'm very grateful that I was born with this flame. I was born with this desire to give. So it's not taxing on me. It's not like at the end of the day, I'm like, nobody speak to me. Mom, I can't speak to you. Don't call me. Uh, friend, I can't be there for you. No, I go to my sauna and then, I don't know, I have a dinner or I have people over or, you know, call my dad, you know? So yeah. I'm very yeah. lucky that I was built, I was built for this. Yeah. That's, I'm like, I'm like mesmerized by it. I think it's genius. I wish more people did it. Um, 
And I, I think it's a way for you to learn, right? Like not only have you learned the skills in class, but this is also for you to learn how to deal with like people and their questions and like, you know, their thought process with stuff like this. It's so true. And one of my goals of 2019 was to become a better listener and note the manifestation. Just wow. note it. <laughs> is it more to be like also, not only just to be a more listener, but to be more present, would you say? A hundred percent to be like a good, present, active listener. Yeah. Because I think it's so easy, especially when you live in New York, you get caught up in like having, having to have a thousand and one things in your mind. And I don't want to become that woman. I want to be someone that if someone needs me, I'm a hundred thousand percent there in that moment for you. And so I also learned so much. You're right from this hotline. And, you know, it's also really interesting because food is so personal. Food is so emotional. Food is so, um, it's so hard. It's really hard for some people. Um, I think for everyone and everyone has their own specific relationship with food. So I have had criers. I had, I have had people, um, who have come with me with trauma, with phobias, with, um, tumultuous relationships currently with food or in the past with food. And, you know, it takes, it takes one to know one. And I, I don't say this a lot, but I think this is a good opportunity. But the reason why I truly wanted to dedicate myself to food was because I, I did struggle with food. I struggled uh, trying to figure out my own, my own way of eating that would make me feel happiest. And it took me years to figure out what was already innately in me was to eat food from our earth. And when I eat food from our earth, I feel like a shooting star. Like a whole person, like whole foods, whole people, get it? <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's, it's literally, that's why whole foods are whole foods and they make us feel whole. And I feel like if it took me six years to make that connection, let me speed it up for someone else and tell them in 20 minutes how they can turn around, look at food and be excited for it, be thankful for it be grateful for it and um, ingest it with peace and with calm rather than being scared or nervous or anxious or whatever. There's so many different emotions associated with food, but food is love and food is pleasure. And there's definitely a way to get to that point where every time you put something in your mouth, you say, wow, thank you. And thank you for this um, fuel. It's fuel. It's energy, sustenance. Thank you for nourishing me. And my yeah, definitely. Okay. I feel like we're so crunched on time, but I want to get to the zine because it looks fucking amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, so how many pages is it going to be? What is it going to look like? What was your thought process behind it? What can people expect? So I am also a painter. I do a lot of painting. And I thought to myself, again, on my little kitchen table, how can I merge nutrition and my art? And I thought, oh, I'll just make a zine and I'll hand write it and hand illustrate it and hand paint it. And that's it. Um, so I made this 20 page pamphlet, if you will. If you don't know what a zine is, it's like a small pamphlet that's really casual, you know, maybe bound with staples that you can just have around <laughs> and refer to it uh, every now and then. Um, my first zine actually I encountered in Brooklyn and it had this beautiful poem about love that I'll never forget. And it kind of goes like, love, at the end of the day, it's about finding someone that sees it 
the same way that you do. And that rang so true. And I thought, wow, this zine changed my life. So I love zines. I'm going to make zines. So it's my second zine. My first zine was a photo zine um, that I made of photos that I took during my graduation trip. What haven't you done? I'm kidding. (laughs) I haven't, you know what I haven't done? Uh, I don't know, but many things. (laughs) Many things I have. Do you know what I haven't done? I haven't slept until 11 p.m. on a Sunday. Oh, like ever in your life? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. I think the latest I've slept into, well, obviously like in university when I was like partying, I could probably sleep until like noon. But since, so for the past like six or seven years, I haven't been able to sleep past 10 o'clock ever. Yeah. I wake up like even on the weekends at 8 a.m. I'm like, okay, let's go. Gotta go. You know, yeah. it's, it's a curse, but it's also beautiful. So actually, yeah, I think it's a blessing. Like there aren't, there's only 24 hours in a day and we should be sleeping for eight of those hours. So we got to make most out of the time that we're awake, you know? Right. But if you saw the bags that I have, you'd be like, girl, maybe you should try and find <laughs> some more hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. But it's- Okay. It's a catch me too, you know, because I, and I say this a lot, my, my life may seem, you know, magical because it really truly is, but something always suffers. And right now, unfortunately, what's suffering is, is I would say my sleep and my rest and my recharging time. I don't have a lot of downtime and I wish I had more, but I also believe in being a yes person. So Hopefully I don't crash and burn. I don't think so. I'm trying to get better at it. And for example, this morning I was in bed until nine. Whoa. Wow. But it's because I made a true effort because I had like a massive headache and I was like, okay, my body's telling me, dude, you need to take a second. Yeah. Um, See, I was going to ask like, like later I was going to get to, well, how do you like, you know, find, like, how do you juggle every goddamn thing that you do and have such a busy schedule and then, you know, still have time to take care of yourself because a lot of people are just like, you know, the, like, yeah, I guess you said some things have to suffer and for you, it's your sleep. Yeah. It's my sleep, but also it's, it's not just my sleep. It's also a little bit my nightlife stuff. Like I don't really go out at night. I'm not like, I don't go dancing. I'm not very into like clubbing and that sort of thing because I don't think I don't, it's not that I don't like it, I just never really did it because I would be in bed by 10 because I was exhausted of everything that I was doing during the daytime, you know? Yeah. So like even tonight, like there's this party, this freeze art fair party that I want to go to. And I'm kind of like, I did, I have so much to do today. And if I'm tired, then I'm just going to come home because it's not, you know, worth feeling like crap the day after. You know what I mean? So it's this vicious cycle. Like I wish I was like a nighttime person. Woo! No, I'm not. I look at all these DJs. I just feel like there's so many in New York. There's also a bunch in Toronto. And I'm like, you guys are just like night owls. Like, how do you do it? And they're up at like 11 the next day. I'm like, you got four hours of sleep. Like, how is life continuing for you? Like, it's crazy. I feel like my immune system would just be completely damaged. Right. And maybe, you know, it is. But, you know, when you're your own person, boss and an entrepreneur and a freelancer, you don't have time to, to like stop and think, Oh man, maybe I should take a break. Maybe I should go to the doctor. But my aim also being, you know, a nutrition, a nutritionist and wellness advocate in New York is to help my friends that are DJs, that are models, that are, you know, uh, business owners and entrepreneurs, because like I, I have some friends that have their own 
eyewear company. And I told them, I said, you know what, girls, I'm so proud of you because you're female business owners and you showed up tonight to this event looking lit. The fact that you left your home, got on the look, made it here and smiled as a business owner, that's something to celebrate. And they were like, yeah, dude, but we're exhausted. And we had to go to the doctor because this and this and this. And I was like, come to me, I'll take care of you. Aww. I want to be the healer. I'm the holistic healer, not the Western medicine healer. Yeah, here she is. Come to me. Yeah, no, it's so true. So back to the zine. Are you, when is it, when can we anticipate? So right now I'm going nice and steady because yeah. I want to do it right. I want this to be, I, want, I maybe want to come out with a zine twice a year, a, a nutrition zine that I sell for under $20 that's really distributable, if that's the word. I think so. That's something that I can distribute easily that anyone can afford, anyone can get to help themselves feel better. And right now it's just a lot of of my food philosophies about quantity of food, timing of food, quality of food. Um, Did I say that twice? Recipes, shopping lists, exercises to do with yourself, exercises to do in the gym. Um, And then to make it cute and digestible and lovely and something that gave me lots of joy to do was to sit down and you know wa- paint these little strawberries out of watercolor and paint little cashews out of watercolor and hearts and lots of beautiful, lovely things that just really make me feel whole while I'm doing them. So it's coming out soon, 20 pages, handwritten and illustrated by myself. You can buy it on my Instagram. It's going to be on my Instagram and um, I'll ship it to you when it's out, but it's coming. I'm working on getting funding right now. Printing on recycled paper is really expensive and um, I'm trying to... So I'm glad that you're doing that. Thank you. Me too. But it's just going to take a little bit more time to gather the proper amount of funds to pay for the, to the, for the color printing on recycled paper. So yeah. right now we're in the funding phase, but it's, it's definitely going to come out some point this year. So just be, be on the lookout for it on my Instagram and um, hopefully you can get a copy and learn a little something. Yeah. I feel like everyone's going to love that. It's different. Like we, we don't see it. It's, it's different. It's unique. It's not something that um, it's, it's not something that's already been done. I don't think. And it's personal to you, you know? Right. Right. I'm excited. I'm very grateful. <laughs> okay. So before we go, I just wanted to for you to give some of the listeners little tips. So one, what is your go-to simple meal? I love brown rice, kimchi, and a steamed veggie with a beautiful, healthy amount of high quality olive oil drizzled on top of it. Okay. I'm like the past two months, I'm addicted to olive oil. Uh, same. And it's totally fine and totally beautiful and totally good for you. It's so good for you. Like if I could, I would just drink it. I'm actually obsessed with it. I put it on everything like three times a day. Right. And you know, we just want to be a little mindful because we want our gallbladders and our livers to work too hard, uh, with all that oil. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, like I would say once or twice a day, a, a, a healthy amount of olive oil is like, liquid gold. I feel like people have gotten so scared of oils and I don't blame them because we're spending, you know, such little time and energy on, I'm going to retract that. Um, 
I would hope that people, you know, instead of spending money on, you know, I don't know, a sitting at a restaurant or on a, those pair of shoes, invest that money on yourself and buy yourself a good high quality oil. Because if you buy a cheap oil, you're going to pay for it in the price of your health. You're not going to feel good. You're going to gain weight. You're going to get acne. You're going to get fatigue. You're going to have digestion issues Mm -hmm. because oil is one of the biggest, uh, damaging foods out there. There's healing foods and damaging foods. A high quality olive oil will heal you, heal you. Yeah. So what's great about your bowl, the kimchi is a natural probiotic. For those of you who don't know, um, I'm super into kind of like reaching for the food before your supplements. So if you can limit the amount of supplements you take a day, and if you can substitute that for like foods, that's amazing. And I'm sure you feel that way too. I do. I can't stress it enough. We were given all these tools uh, at the beginning, you know, from we've been using fermented foods since ancient times, forever, 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 forever. And all of these supplements and things are coming up now, which are fine. But if you can try and get them, like you said, Michelle, from your food first, give that a go. Don't run and buy the probiotic. Try having sauerkraut every day. Just try having kimchi every day. Try having kombucha every day and see how you feel, see how your digestion goes, see how your, um, your body reacts to it. I guarantee you'll feel something. That's for sure. Maybe some gas. And if you, if you feel like it's not working with your system, then maybe try the probiotic. Yeah. And even with the probiotic, sometimes it takes a bunch of different brands to get the right one because I've had some that I've been pretty gassy from as well. Right. And it's, it's all in health and wellness, a journey and not a destination. And it's so much trial and error, but it's having that patience uh, and having that forgiveness and being like, okay, I tried this. It didn't work. And also not having too many expectations. You know, our bodies aren't perfect. Our bodies are slow, gentle things and it takes time. So try it. Okay. Another one. Simple tricks to staying healthy. So like for me, I just tell people to drink a lot of water because I'm a water person. What is one of your simple tricks to staying healthy? Um, minimize the salt. Be mindful of salt. I, I think like a lot of people don't realize. Oh, uh, she's like... <laughs> Buy the latest iPhone. It's an, it's an ad that scared me. It's scary. <laughs> um, but I think people forget about salt and they, they don't consider salt to be uh, an issue. But if we you know, are constantly eating salted nuts and eating out and eating potato chips, there's so much salt in one plate of restaurant food. I, I actually don't cook with salt in my home because I go out maybe once or twice a week to a restaurant and the amount of sodium that I receive from restaurant food is enough salt to last me for you know weeks. Wow. So I think yeah. people uh, tend to do overdo it on the salt, and then they they're like, "Why am I so bloated? Why do I why do I feel so sluggish? Like I'm walking through mud." It's all that water retention that the salt brings on. It's all the dehydration that salt. Uh, comes with, that eating too much salt comes with. And then people are like, my skin is so dry. My mouth is so dry. I'm constipated. Um, I don't, I'm dull. I lack luster. It's like, because you're robbing yourself of your your, your moisture with all the salt. You know, we want to stay supple. We want to be like little water droplets, agile, hydrated. 
Hydrated little butterflies, as I would say. Hell yeah. Less salt. Light like a little butterfly. Um, wait, another thing that I wanted to say. There's a motorcycle driving by. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what I want to say. Shit, I forget. Well, another, another tip. If you do have, for example, if you're in a jam, for example, I fly a lot and I'm always the person that gets to the airport either super duper on time like with two hours to wait, or I get there with like 45 minutes and I have to run. So the times when I get there with 45 minutes to get through security and everything, I buy uh, nuts and I don't believe in roasted nuts because it kind of kills the nutrients, but I also don't want to starve. So what I do is I rinse the nuts with bottled water, with fresh water. And this is anywhere. When you're in a, a, an emergency, I rather have... Uh, eat roasted nuts than eat like a Quest bar. No, sh- no shade to Quest, but you know what I mean? It's processed. Yeah. Um, and I rinse the salt off the nuts and then eat them. Like they're a little damp, but at least they don't have those copious heapings of salt on them. I never even thought of that. Where yeah. did you, how did you even think of that? Or Intuition, that? baby. Intuition. Wow. Smart girl. Okay. So I know you're in a rush. So we're going to end off here. Um, you guys can find Bianca at, what's your handle? It's V Bianca V. And my... Shit, you're really late. <laughs> no, I'm good. I have like four minutes to go. I can run. I'm running. I'm running to the next moment. Guys, this is what life is like when your schedule is insane. <laughs> and you work for yourself. When you work for yourself... You have a lot on your plate, but when you work for yourself, that plate is so full of beautiful food, if that makes sense. Oh, that's a good thing to end with. It is. And the hotline number, should I give that out? Oh my God, what is it? Do you okay. want You're going to get like Canadian um, patients, friends. You're going to get Canadian friends now. Good. I can use uh, FaceTime audio. So if you have an iPhone and you're international... I use Wi-Fi. You can get on Wi-Fi and we can talk via Wi-Fi. Wow. Um, So the nutrition hotline for anybody who has a few questions and wants to speak to a human, it's 619-323-8334. That's the nutrition hotline. And my Instagram is vbiancav and I love you. That's me. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and I can't wait for coming and hopefully I'll see you when I'm in the city next. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about your wellness adventures soon. We'll catch up over a little glass of lemon water. Oh, love that. Okay. Bye, babe. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.